This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for joining us on Diversity Bites. This content is informed by my Everybody Thrives program, which is for companies looking to unlock the full power of all their people. So today we're going to talk about executive presence and how to define it. Now, uh, as a bit of a thought experiment, and you can actually do this for real as well, go out and ask 10 people, either in real life or digitally, or virtually how to get more executive presence or what executive presence is, right? What generates the feeling of executive presence? Ask 10 people, pretty much guarantee you're gonna get 10, you know, various different answers. There's not gonna be any one singular answer that stands out. And what I want you to do is if you actually do this, go ahead and get rid of any answers that have to do with trappings, right? Anything that has to do with your voice or um, how you dress, or titles, or size of your department, those things, just throw those all to one side. And keep in a very narrow pile anything that has to do with the way people uh, make you feel, right? The presence that they actually bring and engender. Because we want to focus on those things. That's really where we're going to turn our eye in terms of executive presence. And I'm gonna teach you a definition of executive presence that once you understand it, every time you see someone that you feel has strong executive presence, you're going to immediately understand, yes, this is why they have it because they're meeting this definition of executive presence. And the great thing about that is not that you can copy or imitate them, but you can use this understanding to generate your own particular brand of executive presence, no matter what you look like, no matter what people expect you to do based on who you do or don't look like. And that's the power of executive presence and what I like to call the diversity dilemma, which is what do all of us who don't look like Tom Brady do in terms of generating executive presence so we get all the same opportunities and can fulfill our full potential. So in order to understand executive presence, I wanna start with the words themselves right? Uh, executive. What is an executive? Why does someone get to be an executive? And what do people expect an executive to do? Think about that for a moment. The word executive comes from the root execri, which means to carry out. So people are executives, not because of a special expertise they have in something necessarily, but because people expect them to get things done and to lead other people in organizations and situations to get things done better, faster, and more reliable than the person who did not get the executive designation. Now notice the term is executive presence. It's not executive action. It's not executive dressing. It's not executive doing. It's executive presence. So that's the other key, the second key to really unlock this definition of executive presence, which is when you have executive presence, you have the type of presence, right? When you're in a room, people feel this about you 
you have the type of presence that leads them to think that you're an executive or even if you're not an executive, maybe they know you're not by your title, you are executive-like, right? You have that ability, even if you don't have the official designation or title. And it's as simple as that, although I can see why you get various other definitions that distract us from the real core of executive presence, but it's as, it's as simple as that, right? If you have executive presence, when you're there, your presence is the type that would lead people to believe that you can get things done right so my definition of executive presence is based on those two keys or core concepts which is executive presence is the ability it's an ability it's not inborn although some people may have come to the you know organization with naturally with more than others executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation say it one more time executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation that's all it is does it mean you're the best person for the job no it doesn't does it mean you even know anything about what you need to do to lead doesn't mean that either you might have all those things but listen to the definition the ability to inspire confidence, which is different than to actually accomplish the thing or to have the thing you need to accomplish the thing. It's the ability for others to feel or for you to show up in a way that makes them feel that like, yeah, you're the person who we're going to select to do the thing. And that is why executive presence is so elusive. You can have the title, you can have the look, you can even have the resume. But if you open your mouth or if you stand there and you're in a space and people are just not feeling it because of the, the insecurity that you bring or just the way that you're there, you will not have executive presence. No amount of money can purchase it. No amount of pedigree or experience can purchase it either. You have to present. You have to be there and make people feel that you can lead. So what does that mean, right? How do you generate that presence? So throughout the rest of season five, uh, we're gonna talk about what I like to call the six degrees of executive presence. These aren't the only six states of being that generate executive presence, but I use them as an example, just as talking points, because they are fairly you know, well understood to be um, good for leadership. And uh, it's better to talk about six than to say like the 27 degrees of executive presence. That's not really going to go so well. Um, but in any case, we'll, we'll begin on this episode to talk about them uh, and then we'll dig into them a little bit further and you'll see how each of them work with the definition to help inspire confidence and you um, are naturally using the one that's right for the situation. So what's the first of the six degrees of executive presence? It starts, just happens to start with a P. Um, the six degrees spell P-R-E-S-E-C. -E -E it almost spells presence, um, so it's easy to remember. The first one is P, which is proactive, right? If you're in a situation and uh, things are going wrong or things are uncertain, leaders who show up with a proactive state of being, with a state of mind, are the ones who may inspire confidence in others. Like, wow, this person's really thinking 
around the corner, seeing around the corner, thinking about next steps, preparing, not reacting to what has already happened, but responding to what they predict or already per perceive to be the problems, right? Who wants to follow someone who always just reacts and says, oh, surprise, I had no idea this was going to happen. This is what we're going to do now versus someone who's like, you know what? This may happen. Here's a few things we can do to prepare. And whether it happens or not, you still have the confidence that you would have been ready to still be able to perform or deliver because you were being proactive. Now, to be clear, there's the state of being and there's the action. It's really the state of being uh, which is important. The action, of course, action has to happen. But action doesn't matter if you don't have the right of state of being behind it. Like the example I like to use is you can say the words, I'm sorry, but if in your heart of hearts you really aren't sorry when you say them, those words are meaningless and people can tell, right? They won't feel connected to you or want to make amends with you just because you said the words you're sorry. So in a similar way with these six degrees of executive presence, there are actions that may naturally follow from them, but what really matters, what I want you to concentrate on is the state of being, not the actual thing that you're doing. So one thing I would love for you to do is think about what is the difference between a state of being and the action that follows? And when you are responding to a situation, do you lead with action and not even think about your state of being? Do you pause to consider what state of being you're in and maybe another state of being might actually be better in terms of responding to the situation and leading yourself as well as others in the room. Well, my name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for joining us on Diversity Bites. If you're a social person, we'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation by leaving a short message at connectioncounselor.com slash podcast. Remember, when it comes to higher performance, Diversity Bites, belonging,